0: Sponsored by Love First Christian Center. It's time for Dr. Jomo Cousins on Fresh Wing Radio. We all
1: have a powerful gift. We all have a powerful gift that God has put on the inside of us from the very beginning. And that is Seeds of Influence. You are an influencer. I um, read something that was really funny. I want to read it to you this morning before we get started. You know you're a mom when you're up each night until 10 p.m., vacuuming, dusting, wiping, washing, drying, loading, unloading, shopping, cooking, driving, flushing, ironing, sweeping, picking up, changing sheets, changing diapers, bathing, helping with homework, paying bills, budgeting, clipping coupons, folding clothes, putting to bed, dragging out of bed, brushing, chasing, buckling, feeding, playing baseball, riding bikes, pushing trucks, cuddling dolls, rollerblading, basketball, football, catch, bubbles, sprinkles, slides, nature walks, coloring, crafting, jumping rope, raking, trimming, planting, edging, mowing. That's not me gardening, painting, and walking the dog, you get up at 5.30 a.m., and you don't get a chance to eat, sleep, drink, or use the restroom, and yet you still gain 10 pounds. (laughs) If you are a mother this morning, let me get a show of hands. If you are sitting next to a mother, just lay your hands on her, Because we want to bless her in the name of Jesus. And if you are a mother and a grandmother, lay two hands on her. Because we love our grandmothers. I want to say happy Mother's Day from me to you. Now, before I get started, I have a message that I want to give to you. But before I get started, I need you all to know that I'm not just Pastor Jomo's wife. I do work for the church. It's my job. I get paid on my job. And my boss is here today. This is like an evaluation. So, since I'm a mother and I'm working on Mother's Day, I just need you to do me a favor. If Holy Spirit presses on you to say hallelujah, Amen. Anytime during my message, say so. I need you to say it out of your mouth. Don't do me like you do him and get quiet because we know he already good. You don't have to amen him because we know what he says is good. But I don't know that. This is not what I do every day. So I need to come out of your mouth. So let's practice before I get started. I'm going to say amen, and then you say it. I just want to hear you say it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say so. so. You guys guys are good. This is the coffee. This is the people that got up and got a chance to get coffee in the morning before they went to church. So y'all ready to go. I love it. When I was praying and asking God what to talk about this Mother's Day, I wanted to get something inspirational, something very motivating to talk about. I wanted you to leave feeling happy, and I wanted to tell jokes and get some really good stories like we normally have. But he didn't give me that. So I'm just, I'm just telling you right now. Sometimes, you know, the Bible says that life is but a vapor. What are you going to do with your vapor? How are you going to spend time while you're in your dash, as Pastor Jomo says? And sometimes God has to give us a little kick in the butt so we can get back on track, get on a track. (laughs) Amen. So today's message, God gave to me that we all have a powerful gift We all have a powerful gift that God has put on the inside of us from the very beginning. And that is seeds of influence. You are an influencer. Sometimes you may think that you're not an influencer or you don't have any influence because you don't stand on a stage. You don't have a platform. You don't have a microphone. You haven't written a book. But the truth is, God has planted on the inside of each and every one of us seeds of influence. And as women, our influence is a lot different than the guys. Our influence is, we we influence in a different way. You know the saying, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Because mama has influence. Every advertiser on TV advertises to you because they know if they can convince you to buy their cereal and you'll get into that little red dress that's been sitting in the back of your closet for five years that you say you're going to get into eventually. If they can convince you that you're going to get into that red dress in two weeks if you eat their cereal, you're going to buy that cereal. And everybody in your house is going to eat that cereal whether they like it or not. Mama has influence. They know that you're the ones that are going to go to Target. You're the one that's going to shop at Walmart. You're the ones that's going to research where to go to on vacation for Christmas. You're the ones that's going to research what activities to do once you're on vacation. And your family's going to do those things because they want to keep mama happy. From the very beginning of creation, we see how influence played a major role with Eve. Now Eve may not have known she had influence or how to manage her influence, but there was somebody that knew, the enemy. The enemy knew that Eve was an influencer. And he knew if I don't get a hold of this chick's influence, She's going to mess things up for me. I'm going to have some real problems. How do we know that? Because when the enemy came, he didn't come and talk to a giraffe. He didn't come and talk to the elephant. The enemy didn't even try to spark up conversation with Adam. The enemy knew if he wanted to get to Adam, he needed to go through Eve. We see it in the family dynamics even today. If the enemy wants to really mess up a family, you don't go to the husband. You go through the wife. You influence the wife so she can influence her husband. The enemy strategically went to Eve because he knew that she had influence over Adam. So the enemy knows your power even if you don't know it, even if you don't realize it. As women, we give life to things. We nurture, we gather, we bring people together. You'll never hear a guy tell another guy, hey, yo, dude, I'm going to go to the restroom. And the other dude tell him, yeah, dude, I think I'm going to go with you. (laughs) You will never hear a dude say that. When I was at the tea party a couple of weeks ago, we had such a wonderful time at the tea party, and I was congregating. We, the tea party was over with, but you know, we have to congregate because sometimes we have to mentally download some things with a group of women. So we were talking, and we were congregating, and you know, I had to announce to the group of women that I was talking to, oh, I'm going to go to the restroom. So a group of us said, you know, I'll go with you. So we were talking, and I'm telling the ladies what I was gonna do after the tea party. I said, you know, I'm gonna take the kids to the movies after the tea party. So one of the ladies that was with me, she said, oh, what movie are you gonna see? Now we're walking into the restroom. Now, once we get into the restroom, we don't feel like we need to stop talking once we get into the stall, because, I mean, we can multitask, hello. So we're still talking about, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm going to take the kids to go see Logan because I really want an action-packed movie that I like and maybe they like, too. And um, once I get into the stall.
0: You're listening to Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins. Dr. Cousins will be back in just a moment with more fresh perspective from God's never-changing word. In the meantime, we wanted to let you know that you can hear our current series and many others by logging on to our website at freshwindradio.com.
1: If you're here, just don't even raise your hand. But there was a lady next to me in the stall. I just know she had cute shoes on. And as I'm telling my other friend that's outside the stall... I'm going to take the kids to go see Logan. This lady jumps in our conversation and says, you know, I don't think you should take the kids to go see Logan because it was kind of gruesome and it's really bloody and if you have a smaller child, they're, not pro- they're probably not going to like it. I said, oh, really? Have you gone to the movies lately? What have you seen? She said, you know, I, t- I took my kids to go see Boss Baby and the kids really enjoyed it. I said, really? She said, you know, I don't even think you should take your kids to go to Brandon Movie Theater because it's not even nice anymore. You should take them to the new movie theater, Escape because they have the reclined seats and even if you don't like the movie, you get a good nap in while the kids are watching the movie. I said, ooh, that's a good idea. (laughs) So by the time I left the stall, not only did I change what movie I was going to see, I changed what theater I was going to. I was thinking about taking a nap while I was in the theater. And, you know, I don't know if you ladies realize, but big deals are happening in the restroom for us. We are making moves. Businesses are being created in the restroom. You finding out where to get your oil changed, where to get your hair done, who did poo-poo's nails last week, who take too long. I mean, you're, you're, big things are happening in the restroom because we are influencers. And what we need to realize is the enemy tries to use our influence. And we need to be responsible for the power that God has given us. We need to be responsible for that influence rather than negligent for the influence that he has given us. I have some volunteers. I have some pre-picked volunteers. You all could come up, please. Because one of the things the enemy has realized even if we haven't is wherever we go, who's the victim? Oh, (laughs) wherever we go, we take with us and we spread. You got me. (laughs) Yeah, but we spread it. Whatever you have on you, your opinions, your thoughts, (laughs) okay, thank you. (laughs) Your opinions, your thoughts, your feelings, everything you spread with you, you take those with you. So when you're talking to your friend about how somebody else did you wrong, your friend, and you've seen this happen before, your friend takes that on personally. Now your friend is mad and it didn't have nothing to do with her. And then your friend takes that into her house and is yelling at her husband about something that happened to her friend. And and the husband's like, that's a problem they have in their house. That don't have nothing to do with us. But don't you feel me? Because my friend's feelings are hurt now. And they're like, "I, I get what you're saying, but why are you mad? Because whatever your friend had is now on you. I'll give you guys a scenario. Let's say, ladies, we're going to go fellowship at the bowling alley on Saturday night. We had a good time Friday night. But it's Saturday. You've cleaned the house. Everything's smelling good, looking good. You cooked dinner for your family. You've settled the kids down. They're watching TV in the back room. Your husband's watching football or sports. And... You tell them i love you all i'm gonna go fellowship and be holy 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 with the ladies of the church and we're gonna be godly and we're gonna praise the lord together in holy fellowship and i love you but you know honey there's just a few things that i need you to do while i'm gone if you could just put the kids to bed by 8 30 take those dishes and put them in the dishwasher maybe Press that little button on the dishwasher and turn it on. Pick up the pizza box, take the trash out. I would really appreciate it. God bless you. Love you. You go hang out with your girls. You come home at 10 o'clock. The kids run up to you. (laughs) Hey, Mom! (laughs) One thing not done. (laughs) Then you see the dishes in the the sink overflowing, your husband sleep on the sofa with the TV watching him, the pizza box on the floor because, you know, he got the last piece and he didn't want to get up and get a plate. And something comes over you and it's not the presence of the Lord. And it is seeping into your pores. You don't even wake that joker up off the sofa. You leave him there because you are afraid of what might come out of your mouth if you do. So you wake up the next morning. Now you're running late for church because he didn't do what he was supposed to do the night before. So what was on you from the night before is just on you now. The kids got the nerve to get up in the morning and be waiting on you to fix breakfast you don't have to fix no cereal buddy get that milk and a bowl and hook yourself up but no you say oh you waiting on me okay i'll fix your breakfast but you want some toast that's what you're gonna get that's what you're going to, you're going to get some toasting. You slapping the butter on the bread and you're saying, you know, I only get a chance to hang out with my friends a few times. I go bowling at the church one time. Your father gets a chance to hang out with his friends all the time. He goes to sports and everything with his friends. And I only get a chance to go out a few times in, in a month. And then he can't even help me out. He's so worthless. He just can't do anything right. And your child is like, I just wanted toast. (laughs) I didn't want daddy on toast. I just wanted toast. And then your husband comes downstairs. Oh, he's fresh and so clean because he didn't have to get the kids ready. He didn't have to wash them dishes from the night before. He's good. He's wondering why it's taking you so long. And then your child sees your husband. He says, oh, daddy, you're in trouble. (laughs) Mommy says you're worthless. You can't do anything right. And then it hits you. You have influence. And now, what was on you from the night before is on a five year old, it's on a 13 year old. And if they're older than that, then they understand everything that's going on. So now they've taken on the anger with it. Because you hurt my mama. You realize you have influence. The, one of the biggest ways the enemy will get your influence polluted is through offense in your life. Offense is a very serious thing. And I guarantee you that every single person in this room has been offended at some point in time. And the thing is, is influence or offense will take on a whole nother monster than influence. You get influenced and you get offended. And offense will take you to a place in sin that you don't want to go. It'll make your heart bitter. And you see it in Church. If a husband gets offended, the family will still stay. And the husband may or may not say something to leadership in the church. He may just let it fizzle out and just kind of brush his shoulders off about it. But, oh, if mama gets offended, woo! if mama gets offended, we have to have a meeting. And if we don't have a meeting and she don't want to talk to nobody, the whole family leaves the church. Not only does the husband leave, the children leave, the sister-in-law leaves, the brother-in-law leaves, the cousins, the uncles, the aunts, the whole family leaves because mama's offended. We have to, as Pastor Jomo said last week, cast it off. We have to cast things off. We cannot carry offense. I want to talk about a man in the Bible today. His name is John the Baptist. And how John the Baptist lost his head because of an angry woman. We're going to read out of Mark chapter 6 verse 17. It says, for Herod himself had given orders to have John arrested, and he had himself, he had him bound and put in prison. He did this because Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, whom he married, which is a hot mess, for John had been saying to Herod, it is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. So Herodias nursed a grudge against John and wanted him killed. But but she wasn't able to do it. Somebody say influence. First of all, it says that Herod, the husband, didn't want to put John in jail. But because of a nagging wife, he had him locked up. And then it says, because Herod feared John and protected him, knowing him to be a righteous and holy man. When Herod heard John, he was greatly puzzled, yet he liked to listen to him. So it says Herod even liked to listen to him, knowing that he was a godly man, that God had his hands on John. He knew he was somebody that you just don't touch. But because of a nagging wife, I I, got to get her to stop. I got to appease her. I got to make her be quiet. finally the opportune time came (laughs) somebody say opportune time on his birthday Herod gave a banquet for his high officials and military commanders and the leading men of Galilee when the daughter of Herodias came and danced she pleased Herod and his dinner guests the king said to the girl listen to this ask me for anything you want
0: You can do so by visiting our website at freshwindradio.com and simply clicking the Donate tab. Thanks again for supporting. We'll see you next time on Fresh Wind Radio.